This podcast is brought to you by MediShare, affordable and biblical health care sharing. Visit MediShare.com slash unpacking it. You deserve affordable, reliable health care. It's MediShare. Welcome to the Unpacking It podcast with Bryce Johnson. It's a show that unpacks sports, faith, and life with intriguing guests from the sports and entertainment world. Enjoy inspiring conversations and thought-provoking interviews. You'll hear stories from people that will inspire, challenge, and encourage you. Now, from the Unpacking It studios in Charlotte, North Carolina, uniting sports fans everywhere, here is Bryce Johnson. Welcome to the Unpacking It podcast, where we unpack sports, faith, and life with intriguing guests from the sports and entertainment world. I'm Bryce Johnson. I hope you're doing great today. And if you aren't, I promise you will be encouraged by Jesse Bradley. I know I was. He lifted lifted me up today. Before the show, during the show, after the show, this guy is an inspiration, and I'm thrilled to share this interview with you. Uh, Jesse played soccer uh, as a goalkeeper professionally in the U.S., Scotland, Zimbabwe, and he had a tragic illness that uh, was threatening, uh, threatening his life, uh, but thankfully uh, he healed, and so he's got just a story to share with us today. He's now a pastor, and man, he can preach, So, uh, so this is good stuff today. Uh, you're going to love it. Before we jump in, I want to thank our presenting sponsor of the Unpacking It podcast. It's MediShare, and thrilled to be able to partner with them. Uh, my wife and I, we have been uh, members for over five years now, and so MediShare has provided us with affordable and effective uh, health care, and, and so they're an innovative health care solution for Christians looking to save money without sacrificing on quality and they're the nation's largest healthcare sharing community. So MediShare members take comfort in knowing their eligible medical expenses will be shared by their community. And so it's a, a wonderful setup. Love being a part of it and, and love being able to, to share about MediShare uh, with you. And, and so hopefully you'll check them out. MediShare.com slash unpacking it. MediShare.com slash unpacking it. So... Today's interview is incredible. Stick around at the end. I'll unpack a few of the, the thoughts that I have and look forward to hearing from you. Let me know what you think of today's show. Uh, you can email me, Bryce, at unpackingit.com. You can also rate, review, share this podcast. We want to see it grow. We want to encourage more people. We want to inspire more people, and we need your help to do it. And so we greatly appreciate you spreading the word. And once you listen... Then let somebody else, hey, you got to listen to this. Uh, so we really appreciate it. So enjoy. Here we go. Jesse Bradley. Intriguing guests and inspiring conversations. This is Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson. And joining us right now on the MetaShare guest line is former soccer goalkeeper and current pastor in Seattle, Jesse Bradley. Jesse, it's so great to have you on Unpacking It today. 
How are you? Thank you, Bryce. Appreciate the invitation. Looking forward to the conversation. I just want to say well done. Eight years unpacking it. You guys have been faithful, consistent. So many lives have been changed. So keep up the good work. Man, no, I appreciate that encouragement and, and excited to, to have you on today. And we're, our goal today is to, to really encourage listeners uh, with a message of, of hope and, and, and sharing your story and, and just the, the, the inspiration that, that you are and, and continue to be uh, around the country. Uh, but, but I do want to start on the sports side, and, and I'm curious, what drew you to soccer? And then ultimately, how'd you end up in the goal? Yeah, you know, sometimes the greatest blessings in life, you really don't see them coming. And growing up, I was on the campus, University of Minnesota, and I played lots of sports, but soccer wasn't one of the sports. And so basketball was my passion. My dream was to play in the NBA. But yeah. in the end of high school, you know, and, and I had a good high school career, 20 points a game, but I realized I wasn't going to play Division One ball. And while I was in middle school, the soccer coach saw me playing basketball. They needed a goalkeeper and he saw the potential. And sometimes someone sees the potential in you before you can see it and realize it. So I was teachable. I started training all the time and I could just see that, you know, I enjoyed the position. It was a natural fit. Sometimes for goalkeepers, the coach will put in someone who, you know, isn't really doesn't have foot skills. And, and that was true of me or just doesn't want to run. I was a little more willing to run, but it's just that hand-eye coordination. And I, the sport just grew on me. It's the number one sport worldwide. And I, I'm so grateful looking back that that coach, Buzz Lagos, who's a legend in Minnesota, uh, he invited me in. And, you know, one invitation can change someone's life, whether it's an invitation to church or a spiritual invitation or into a home or friendship or a position, a job opportunity. And to be thinking about other people and how we can set other people up for success. Uh, that's what life's all about right there. And, and when you, you look back at your career and, and all the different experiences and, and opportunities, what, what is the, the, the takeaway to, to say, okay, I spent you know, a number of years as a professional soccer player and had this, this tremendous opportunity. What, what comes to mind as you reflect on it? You know, looking back, I would say that relationships stand out in friendships. And I believe life is about relationships, the quality of relationships. That's the quality of your life. But during uh, the journey and during the games, you know, it's all about the result, the win, the shutout, you know, the team victory, the championship. That's primary, you know, in terms of competition and what we're focusing on and goals. But don't ever get um, distracted in sports and think that it's just about winning or it's just about your performance. Because if you overfocus on yourself, uh, you know, the awards just don't mean that much later on. And even the championships and the games, those start to fade. Uh, although they're special memories, but it's the relationships with the people that, that make all the difference. And I'm grateful for soccer being an international sport. And I continue to play now and build those friendships, people from all different cultures and ethnicities. And we just enjoy each other so much. And soccer can teach you a lot about life. And also it opens up the doors for so many special friendships too. Man, I, I love it. I, I could spend the whole show talking about relationships and the, the importance of them. So uh, maybe I'll, uh, I'll do a little recap at the end of the show because I, I love that, that topic and, and appreciate you, you mentioning that. But, but, but I want to share your, I want you to share your story uh, with our listeners today. And I read this quote, and, and this will get the conversation started. The, the greatest blessings and growth in life can emerge from the worst situations. And so that's on, on your, your website. And, and so uh, I encourage people to check out jessebradley.org. Uh, so man, that's a big, that's a big statement. And so how in your life has that been true? 
you know, sports are a roller coaster ride. You're going to experience the highs and the lows. And that's true on the field and it's true off the field. And you enjoy the championship moments. Uh, we won the Ivy League title twice at Dartmouth. We made it to the NCAA. Uh, the, the Elite Eight uh, lost to Alexi Lawless and Rutgers, but we won't go there. That's a low point. Uh, <laughs> You know, won some state titles in Minnesota and the Metrodome, 6,000 fans for a high school student. I mean, it was just an amazing moment. Played overseas in Africa. And so there was a lot of high points, but I would say I really grew the most at the lower points. And I remember my um, junior year in the Metrodome, we lost or we won the game, but I felt like I lost because I was scared. The whole game scared and, and we still won, but my senior year, I learned from that. It's like, it's gonna be different, you know? Um, there was uh, moments in the journey where, uh, like, especially my freshman year, we won the FA title and sophomore year, we got complacent. And I learned so much because I thought, oh, we'll just repeat. We got a great team again. And no, we were just, uh, we weren't hungry. And if you're not hungry in life, you know, you learn that opportunities are going to pass you by. And so junior year, we made it back. It's our best year ever. Uh, my career ended tragically and I took a prescribed medication to prevent malaria in Africa and it built up toxic levels of my system after many months. And there were so many physical side effects from migraine headaches that were so intense, couldn't handle light or noise, uh, sweats and chills. I couldn't regulate my body temperature. My mm. physical heart started to beat 160 beats a minute. Tachycardia was just sitting still in other okay. abnormalities, atrial flutter, skip beat, heart murmur. Uh, this was life threatening and I was fighting for my life for a year. It took 10 years to fully recover. And there were also side effects that were emotional, like panic attacks and waves of depression that were all induced by the drug. And I, I just had to endure this. And I went from, you know, as a professional athlete, it was thriving. It was my dream come true since I was in preschool to play pro sports. I was living that dream and it was just all taken away. And sometimes in life it's going one way and it's out of your control, but all of a sudden life isn't going that way anymore. And what do you do at that point? And for me, uh, it was a long recovery, but God did the deepest work. I, I believe God does his greatest work in the most difficult times. And that's the grace of God. And, you know, a, a couple things that stood out, my identity was really in my performance in sports. And that's a cruel trap because, you know, if you play well, that can lead to pride. If you don't play well, that can lead to shame. And just to have to base your identity on your performance or the applause, and it shifted during that time because soccer was no longer there. And I realized identity is like an anchor and it's where you put your hope and confidence. And I was going to put that anchor instead of sports or grades or anything to do with performance. I'm going to put it in God, in his presence and in his love. And that's when I got secure in life. That's when, you know, it's Jesus says your house will be a house on a rock, not the sand. And those deep shifts, I, I, C.S. Lewis says pain is a megaphone to rouse a deaf world. And, and I really believe that some of the greatest growth of my life, it was pain that fueled it. Pain can lead to passion. And I've got a passion to spread hope. I, I've got a passion to share about Jesus because, you know, I didn't know about Jesus growing up. And, and maybe that's a little different story. But, um, you know, I learned how to pray during that time uh, to pour out my heart to God, not just to say a quick or intellectual prayer. Mm -hmm. uh, I learned how to be thankful and I wrote down 10 things every day instead of focusing on what I lost. I would focus on what I have and, and what God is doing in my life. I charted my progress during that time. In a big one, I started to let people in because my coping mechanism through life was just, again, try harder, persevere, be tough. And I just couldn't make it through this challenge on that approach. 
because it has really a ceiling. Perseverance is good, but it's not going to help you in every situation. So I had to learn how to let God in, let people in to the pain, the disappointment, and letting them bring love, letting God bring love and bring restoration and healing. So maybe there's people today who are listening and maybe your identity is too swayed by your performance and what you do, or maybe you're not letting God in. There's some walls up. And I got to tell you that, um, you know, that revealing can lead to the healing. And when you get honest with God and you go deep with God, he will meet you there. He will meet you in that point of feeling like despair and discouragement. I, I was grieving. God will meet you at that point. When you're grieving, we don't know what your future is. And there's uncertainty. God will meet you there. And Psalm 62, 8 says, pour out your heart to God. Psalm 63, 8 says, cling to God. His strong arm will uphold you. And you're going to see the grace of God. You're going to see his purposes. You're going to see him bring healing. You're going to see and experience his grace and love in new ways. And again, that's our God. His grace is sufficient. And in our weakness, he's powerful. Amen. Wow. What a, what a story. And, and so inspiring to, to, to hear. And, and gosh, there's, there's so much to uh, unpack here. And, and I even want to go further on this idea of letting people in. Because, you know, let's face it, the last couple of years, we, we've been told to push people away. And so right. I hate to I hate to say that this kind of physical side of things has has also just resulted in just a, a, a stiff arm of of relationships, kind of like what you were you were saying earlier, the importance of relationships. But in the midst of of difficulty and struggle, it's so easy to just kind of try to figure it out on our own, and 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 we go so inward, and then we spiral oftentimes. But to actually let people in. So for somebody listening today, they're they're, they're struggling, they're wrestling with a big decision. Uh, you, you mentioned uh, along the lines of, of getting clarity to know what's next. Mm -hmm. um, we got to let people in to even offer some some wisdom in, into those situations. But but what yeah. are some of the steps and uh, understanding that that people have to recognize in order to let people in? Yes, relationships are a risk. They always are. They always will be. And when you let people close, those are the people that can hurt you the most. And all of us have experienced hurt and disappointment. When I came to know Jesus, I forgave people that I was never able to forgive before. And forgiveness is a big part of that healing when there's been disappointment and pain. And when you think of your reaction when you've been hurt, you've got a lot of options. And God will lead you and guide you sometimes in ways that you wouldn't respond without him. And without God, a lot of us, we like to go into isolation. Uh, there was a prophet in the Bible, Elijah, that after these great victories, now, all of a sudden, he was wrestling with fear and discouragement, and he went into a cave. And, you know, the question God asks is, what are you doing in the cave? And we like to retreat to the cave because the cave feels safe. We don't have to deal with the drama, the comments, don't have to be hurt anymore. But we're never going to thrive in isolation. The truth is we need God and we need each other. And as good as the man cave is sometimes or the cave, you know, the lady cave you're in, uh, God calls us out and, you know, just for Elijah, here's something to eat, like just getting sleep, getting starting to eat right, staying functional. But then more than that, God touches and encourages. Sometimes it's after sin. You know, we also mess up. Adam, after he sinned, he wanted to hide, run away from God. And, you know, Adam hears God say, where are you? And God knows where he is, but it's like, where's your heart? Where are you? Why are you in the cave? Why are you hiding? And uh, we got to be honest with God and come clean. And so, 
The relationships are going to be a risk, but the greatest healing comes through relationships, your relationship with God and your relationship with other people in positive relationships. So we need discernment. We really do. In terms of friendships, Jesus had three and then the 12. It takes discernment and prayer. Jesus was up all night praying before choosing those. And Proverbs says, you know, be cautious, be wise, be discerning in friendship. And God will give discernment. God will give wisdom. If you're dating, God will give clarity. James 1.5 will give wisdom to anyone who asks. If you have any relationship situation right now, ask God for wisdom. And I believe that God really does give three things. He'll answer the prayer. He'll give clarity in the situation. And then he'll also give courage to do what's right. And then he'll give compassion to love other people well. And if you're walking in the spirit, you're walking in that, and you say that prayer right there, God, please give me clarity, courage, and compassion. Watch what God will do as you rely on him. Amen. Amen. I love that because I, I was actually going to ask you about that because you, you posted on Twitter. If you're stuck in prayer, start with three C's, clarity, courage, and compassion. So just to hit that home one more time, that's uh, that's wonderful. So Jesse, you know, here, here you are, you're, you're playing professional soccer. You go through this, this 10-year journey of healing and, 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 and God really working in you. So at what point did the vision and understanding of, all right, I got to pursue being a pastor. How, how did you how did you end up becoming a pastor? Right. Very unexpected. You know, my family growing up, I like to say we're like Baskin Robbins, 31 flavors spiritually. And there's a little bit of everything. Atheist, agnostic, Jewish, rabbi, Catholic, ex-Catholic. We just have a full range. And for me, I didn't believe in God. And I went to Dartmouth. At Dartmouth, I took a class, Introduction to World Religions. It was the first time I ever read the Bible. And I was not seeking God. God will pursue you. He will love you. He knows you before you ever know, pursue, or love God. That's the true in my story as well. And as I read the Gospel of John, I started to get intrigued by Jesus, his teaching, his life, his miracles. I started to have questions. And there was a guy in my dorm floor. He was on the track team, quiet guy, a small town, Tennessee. And he was patient. And I started to read the Bible, and I read his life. And I read the Bible some more, and I read his life. And I could tell there was something he had that was authentic and real deep. And there was something I didn't have. And I couldn't figure out why on the outside, everything was a success. I was checking all the boxes I thought would bring me happiness. But there's an inside story. And that story, there was emptiness. And all of us have an outside story. Think of social media, what we like to present. And then there's the inside story that a lot of people don't see and don't know. But God wants to work on the inside story and his presence. See, I didn't have that relationship with God. And as I started to learn about Christianity and the other religions, grace stood out to me. That this is not earned. It's not going to be performance, rules, rituals, religion. It's not going to be trying to earn God's love. It's grace, an undeserved gift. And that made it stand out as unique. Also, Jesus, the uniqueness of Jesus. Again, his miracle, sinless life. He died for my sins. I had to really think through that, and especially the resurrection. If there's no resurrection, there's no Christianity. And I looked at the other religious leaders, and I thought, well, they're in the grave, but Jesus is bold. He says he's the resurrection. Then there's all this historical evidence. And so it was a pursuit that was cognitive, but it was also then my heart, because it's relationship. It's not just facts. Facts are the basis for faith, but facts uh, alone don't satisfy. It's the relationship. When I put my trust in Jesus, there was so much joy. There was just a song in there that had never been on the inside story. And uh, I didn't think I'd go into ministry, but God used the ending of my soccer career to redirect me. And sometimes you don't get it from God all at once. It's gradual. Mm -hmm. 
in phases over the years. And I didn't hear like a, a audible voice, but I just started to volunteer as I had health. I volunteered with a middle school group and eventually that led to a volunteer internship. And then it led to another internship, you know, in Oakland, California. And I was just trying to discern, asking for clarity, asking for courage, because of my family, that wouldn't be popular to go into ministry. But God kept reassuring me, take the next step. This is the next step. And, you know, in Acts 16, the apostle Paul, who walks with God so closely, he's got some static on the line. He's like, you want us to go to Bithynia, Asia? And God's like, no, 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 Macedonia. And God will lead and guide us. It's hard to steer a parked car. So take that next step, whatever he's revealed, take that next step. And he might surprise you. You might think it's going one way, but just keep listening to God. Sometimes it will be really clear and obvious. Other times you're just going to say, God, as best as I can tell by faith, this is the next step. And so I, I went to seminary. It was actually a, a senior uh, who is a um, senior citizen, a lady who at a lunch, and I was there at a ladies brunch. And uh, this, this elderly lady just declared it out of nowhere. And I wasn't in a church where this really happens too often. But this lady said, you're going to go to seminary and it's going to be soon. And I was just like, what just happened? And and then those words sunk in. It was like, yeah, that's right. I, I am going to go to seminary. And, and I think I do need to go now. So God can speak through anyone and uh, just keep listening to the Lord. And sometimes he'll use people to kind of nudge you towards that next step. So much truth in there, and gosh, a lot of that has been on my heart recently. I actually wrote a devotional about some of that that you mentioned, just about taking that next step. And and uh, you know, I was thinking of that the, the verse, uh, "Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path." And you know, it's just like a little bit of light to the the next step along the path. Sometimes it's not the full. We don't a little lamp doesn't give you the whole the whole path. Um, so yeah. I, Appreciate your devotions. That is so true. And you know, they picked up manna for each day in the desert. If you're going through a wilderness experience right now, just know his grace is sufficient and there's manna there each day. And when you just keep faithful, that habit, maybe it's just a little time in the word and maybe the words don't jump off the page, but you just stay in the word. You stay in prayer. You stay in church, stay in the community of faith. Like God will keep revealing and providing for you. And it's not easy. I mean, ministry is a challenge during the pandemic, the last you know year and a half, like every church, every pastor, every ministry has felt it. And there's been so much change and disruption and we got to stay tuned in faith. And this is just for all of us. When we were setting the vision at our church, John 15 stood out, abide with Jesus. He says it over 10 times, abide, which also means remain, stay close, trust. And it's that relationship in receive from the Lord, receive encouragement, receive hope from the Lord. As you abide, then he's going to lead you and you're going to respond. But start with abiding. Don't compartmentalize faith to one place or one day or one hour. You know, instead it's 24-7 where we live, work, learn, or play. Abide with Jesus. And abiding works. And abiding's a great option. As, as we abide, God is going to be faithful. You're going to bear much fruit because anyone who abides with Jesus bears much fruit. Amen. Amen. That that's that's very strong. I love that. And the the other uh word that I that I wanted to unpack a little bit as well and and this is this is from your your website. Um the pain in my journey has fueled a purpose in my heart to see more people experience an abundant life. Mm-hmm. And and so you talk about the fruit and you talk about abiding, you know that's abundance right there, but but what what is that 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 passion? How does that play out for you in in, in your approach to ministry and, and reaching people and and that goal of the the abundant life? What does that that look like for somebody listening today? 
yeah, I know that emptiness of not having God in my life. And then I know kind of that hopelessness of just seeing everything taken away that, that I cared about and just feeling like, who am I and what's left? And God has met me there at those points. And so I feel like someone who's thirsty, who has tasted living water and just want to give everyone else an opportunity to taste the living water. And Jesus said, I have come that you may have life and have it abundantly. That's eternal life. And that's also abundant life today. And sometimes the word abundant or abundance, we get it twisted because we've seen people manipulate it and taint it. And really, they're all about selfishness and greed and materialism. But I'll tell you, the abundant life is not about how much you have in your bank account or how big your house is. Those might be blessings to have money or to have a nice house. But the abundance comes in relationships. The abundance comes by knowing God. The abundance comes in serving other people. The abundance comes in seeing lives change. The abundance comes in a hope greater than our circumstances. And this abundance, uh, it's really a life that is truly life. And it's, it's beyond just the challenges that you're facing right now. And Jesus can bring that to you in any situation. And in fact, like he meets us most often in our most difficult situations. And God wants to do things in your life that can only be attributed to God because he gets the glory. And so this isn't a manufacturing, a self-help. This is really a reliance where you're going to come fully alive in your gifts and your personality. God made you, you're made in his image, you're wonderfully made, you're gifted. And when you trust him and listen to him, like you come fully alive and people look and say, oh, that's your best you. But you know, this isn't just you trying harder. This is God working through you. And when you put your trust in Jesus, you have the Holy Spirit in you, God himself, all the power and the love, not a spirit of timidity and discouragement, but power and love. And God is going to work through you to do things that you could never plan or accomplish. And you just have to listen to him and stay faithful. I believe the core of success in life, like how do you define success? It's faithfulness to God. And that's where you're going to see the most fruit, fulfillment, change lives. God's going to do just literally miracles through you and uh, make sure he gets the glory when he does those great things. Amen. Amen. Let it soak in. Let it soak in. As you listen to uh, Jesse right now, just let ultimately the Lord speaking through him, uh, let, let that soak in and, and meditate on, on those things. And uh, man, it's just, it's so strong and uh, really appreciate everything you're saying, Jesse. I'm tracking right there with you. So I'm, I'm in agreement and, uh, and it's, it's tremendous. Uh, one other thing that, that, that jumped out uh, that you tweeted, um, because this is the other side of it. So that's the, that's the positive side. Unfortunately, so many people are living discouraged, filled with complaining, carrying bitterness. And so you say being discouraged, complaining, carrying bitterness, and fear are traps. Hmm. So those are, that's the, those are the traps to uh, not uh, enjoying the abundant life. And, and so what, what do you say to, to people that are trapped right now and caught up in, in those negative thoughts, emotions, feelings? That's right. And it's important in life to realize what's blocking you. And if you haven't put your trust in Jesus yet, like what's holding you back to identify that, to obliterate that? Because Jesus brings truth. He brings love. He takes down those blockers. And let's say that you know the Lord, but you're just not experienced much of an abundant life right now. Well, then search your heart. Let God search your heart. Say, is there any sin? And just turn from that. And, and repent today. Repentance brings refreshment. You turn 180 degrees. You say, God, I want to get rid of this stuff. Sin is like chocolate covered poison. It tastes good. It feels good for a very short time. And it's just like a poison in you. So don't fall for that trap. 
And then the Bible says to renew your mind. And what is this renewing of the mind? Well, it's actually God's word working to change. The victory is between our ears, the victory of the mind. And we have thoughts that don't come from God. We have thoughts all the time. And you can't always control the first thought. We have thoughts during the day that are destructive, selfish, impure. Like these thoughts come in. But this is where the victory is won. It's what we decide to do with the first thought. We don't have to harbor it, believe it, entertain it. And then it's the power of the second thought that you can intentionally choose what is true, noble, right, good. So when that first thought comes in and says, oh, there's no hope for your life. You say, no, I'm not believing that. That's not from God. So I'm not going to harbor that one. I'm going to reject it and I'm going to replace it with a different thought. God has plans for you to prosper and not to harm you. Our God is faithful. You know, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, forever. You choose some, and I like to choose Bible verses that really are meaningful, that are uplifting. You pick a couple of those. And then when your mind's going to go in the ditch, you replace it and you instead declare it as well. And you might want to write down that verse on a three by five card, memorize it. That's what helped me in my recovery is that power of the second thought, because I was so swayed by what I had lost. Um, doctors didn't have answers. I didn't know what my career would be. I had to move back into the basement and with my parents. I never thought I'd be there. I didn't know if I'd ever restore my health. Like just when every negative thought would come in, kind of like a goalkeeper, I was a goalkeeper. I had to keep that ball out of the net. Well, in the same way, uh, it was kind of a goalkeeping in my mind. I had to keep those negative thoughts from lodging and instead choose thoughts that are from God, that are good. And when you have habits, habits are small intentional actions that make room for God in your life and they have massive results. And if you start starting with your mind, if you start to choose thoughts that are life-giving and solid, that's gonna play out in every part of your life. So those are some kind of keys I think to overcoming, but recognize, be honest about what those blockers are and then let God in. Your life is like a, a big house and you have doors in every room. If you close a lot of doors, you're not going to see a lot of God's presence and power. And you don't want just a form of religion without the presence and the power. When you open those doors and you give the Holy Spirit access to those parts of your life, then God will do what only God can do. And that's when life gets exciting. I wake up every day. I don't It's nothing wrong with coffee, but I don't even need it. Like I just I'm saying a prayer and I'm like, let's go, because I believe Every day is a gift. God goes ahead of us. God lays good things before us. And if we just listen to God, stay in step with the Spirit, um, it's amazing what God can do in 24 hours. So give him today. Open up those doors and uh, just let the Holy Spirit move and lead in your life. Let him be resident and president. Don't grab the steering wheel. I trust the Lord and his leadership. Your, your energy is uh, contagious. Your enthusiasm is contagious and, and appreciate you uh, saying, saying what you, you are today. And, and I hope that, that those listening, uh, you're feeling it as well. And, and I'd encourage you to go watch it. If you are only listening, uh, go, go watch this, this podcast again. So you can find that on YouTube, but uh, Jesse, this is uh, very inspiring to me and encouraging to me. And so, uh, so I, I really appreciate it. And, to, to think, too, that you're in Seattle, we call that the capital of coffee, right? At least in the United States. And so you're, you're not even drinking coffee. That, that tells you something right there. So I love I, it. When I had my heart problems, they said no more caffeine. And so, you know, no caffeine. But, you know, I think so much of it is having a healthy view of yourself. Don't be inflated. Don't be deflated. You say, well, how do you get a secure view of yourself? You know, get secure in the Lord. And it takes humility. Uh, 
God will be, he will never turn away someone who comes to him humble and hungry. And what I want to um, share with you, just, you know, as we're probably wrapping up, is that Jesus is good and you can trust Jesus. At the core of my life, when I try to lead it, it doesn't go well in so many areas. But Jesus, when he leads it, my life is actually more, there's more fulfillment. And you say, well, that's kind of dying to self. It, well, it's trusting his leadership. And uh, if, if we're full of ourselves, we're going to push Jesus out of the way. We're going to say, you know, get in the backseat or the, even the trunk sometimes. But if you trust Jesus' leadership, you know how good he is, then he's going to um, make the difference. He's going to open doors. He's going to be the lifter of your head. He's going to strengthen you, encourage you. And your view of Jesus is the most important thing today. And, uh, and also it helped me in, in sports, to be honest. When I started walking with God, I didn't put too much pressure on myself. I could just enjoy the sport. As a goalkeeper, I was way too much of a perfectionist. I was putting way too much pressure on myself. And it just freed me up to enjoy the sport. And it's like it's in its proper place again. So when you honor Jesus, every part of life, uh, God just has a way of either healing, restoring, placing it in the proper perspective. And it's all about the Lord, your relationship with the Lord, the depth with Jesus. That's what changes everything. Amen. It's all about Jesus. So let, let's end it right there. Jesse, incredible uh, interview and, and, and just encouragement from Jesse Bradley here on Unpacking It. And encourage everybody to check out jessebradley.org. And you can find all of his social media content. He, he does videos and you can listen to his sermons. He, he's, a, he's a pastor in, in the Seattle area. And so, uh, so we'll, we'll continue to, to, to follow you and, and can't wait for the next time to, to have you back on the show. But, but really, really appreciate it, Jesse. This, this was awesome. Thanks so much, Bryce. I'm looking forward to connecting with anyone on social media that wants to reach out. Love to hear people's stories and uh, talk about faith, talk about sports together. Amen. Absolutely. There's Jesse Bradley joining us here on the Unpacking It podcast. Intriguing guests and inspiring conversations. This is Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson. And we're back in the Unpacking It studio, and I was just blown away by, by Jesse and, and just his humility and willingness to, to share his story and encourage people. He's a Jesus guy and spirit-filled guy. Just awesome. Like very practical, insightful wisdom and, and, and encouragement. So uh, a couple of things that, that jumped out to me that, that just have even been on my heart lately. And you know, I shared that, that verse uh, about God's word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. And it's funny, I think of a song as a kid. That's like, I, I can't remember the verse, but I remember the song. Uh, it's thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. And so I've had that in my mind for a long time. And, and so uh, having heard, I don't know, a sermon or something about it over the years, just that, that idea of a lamp, you know, it gives a little bit of light for a, a certain distance. Right. And, and I, I just feel like that's how oftentimes God operates to where he'll show us the next step and, and show us the light, go this way here, make this decision Here's an open door. He doesn't necessarily open all 20 doors to walk through, but he'll open the first one, and then we wait patiently, continue to seek him, continue to trust him, and then he'll open the next door, and then the next door. And sometimes he'll close a door, and then he'll close three doors, and then he'll open up one. Um, and so it's, it's that, that, that 
trusting God's word, trusting him for strength and, and endurance and perseverance along the path, the, along the path of obedience, and his word keeps us on track. His spirit leads us and guides us, and, and so that's, that's an encouragement. So that was brought up today. Uh, also, relationships. I'm a relationship guy. I talk about it all the time, and I hope that, that you continue to be encouraged by that. You've got to invest in relationships. We all have to, and it's been hard last couple years because relationships have changed, interactions have changed. All of that is just kind of different, awkward. I was meeting with somebody this week over lunch, and you know, churches is so different before or after services because certain churches, people are still wearing masks, and so it creates this wall between kind of fellowship like it used to be. Unfortunately, you know, something as, as simple as a mask can do that um, because you're just not as open and transparent and you're just kind of get in, get out. And, and unfortunately, many churches are that way anyway. Then you throw in the mask, it makes it even harder. And so we have to be intentional. We have to invest in relationships. And it has to go beyond, hey, man, how you doing? Oh, good, how you doing? Hey, I'm good. But actually taking the time to think about it, ask the questions, respond to people, reach out to people, text people back, call people back, leave people encouraging messages, send people encouraging texts, and investing in relationships. We need relationships. Um, so, I, so I'm echoing that from Jesse, and, and that's especially when we're in the, the really discouraging times. And we talked about that too with him, um, the three traps, discourage, discouragement, complaining, bitterness. And when we, when we are in that, oftentimes we're just looking inward and, and we're spiraling. And I'm, I'm guilty of this myself. You just you, you can't see beyond uh, kind of the circumstance in front of you. And all of a sudden when you start talking to people, and you release some of that bitterness or you you listen to the encouragement, then your discouragement goes away. But if you never surround yourself with people, you never reach out to people, you never tell people what's really going on, how you're really feeling, what you're really struggling with, it's hard for people to, to help you out. So we have to be willing to put ourselves out there and say, man, I'm, I'm struggling. I, I, I need some help. I need somebody to talk to. And it doesn't have to be a weird thing. It's just, hey, come over, watch the game. I'd love to talk about some things. And so, again, it takes some intentionality on both sides. Uh, Reaching out to people, knowing that they need encouragement, and then sometimes you don't even realize people that do need it. And so those people need to ask for the encouragement sometimes too. Uh, And that may be you today. So um, that's my my big big takeaway. But there was so much. I I would recommend listening to this podcast again. I need to listen to it as a listener uh, because I think it was that good. He was that inspiring today and and to me as well. And just he gave me some – Great personal encouragement after the show today. Uh, some guests, you know, they're in and out. 30 minutes, hey, I've committed to 30 minutes, and I'll give you 30 minutes. Today, Jesse was very generous. Uh, beforehand, he actually asked about me, was interested in me. Uh, the ministry wanted to know a little bit more about unpacking it. was very complimentary uh, from what he's he's kept up with, what he's seen on social media. I'm not sure what all he's looked up, but uh, but just was very kind. And, and then afterward as well. So I just want to give him a shout-out uh in regards to that as well. But he's been doing interviews, Good Morning America, uh, all sorts of stuff. And uh, to take the time with us was was really cool. So the other thing he said, if you're stuck in your prayer life, not knowing what to pray about or how to approach it, and he said praying and asking God for clarity, courage, and compassion, the three C's, praying for those three things. That's good stuff. So I like that as well. So there you go. Jesse Bradley here on Unpacking It, presented by MediShare. I'm Bryce Johnson. I'm a sports fan who follows Jesus. I believe in the good news 
that he died on the cross for my sin. He was resurrected, and through faith, I've been saved by his grace. I hope that is true for you as well, and I hope you'll join me as we live life as sports fans who follow Jesus together. Have a great rest of your day. Please rate, review, share. Let me know your thoughts on this episode. Bryce at unpackingit.com is my personal email, and uh, that's my work email, but I get it. It's my email. I don't really have a, a real personal email. All, all, it all blends in, work and personal. Uh, that's how it goes. But, uh, but anyway, I'll, I'll get it and look forward to hearing from you. Um, but thanks to Jesse Bradley. This has been the Unpacking It podcast presented by MetaShare. Again, it's metashare.com slash unpacking it. We'll talk to you next time. Thanks so much for listening. For more information about the show, our events, and other resources, visit unpackingit.com. That's U-N-P-A-C-K-I-N-I-T.com. We hope you are encouraged, inspired, and challenged by what you heard today. To support our show and Unpacking It Ministries with a financial gift, visit unpackingit.com slash donate. We look forward to unpacking sports, faith, and life with you again next week.